to the doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 7, Episode 7, Chapter 124, Dirty Dancing. Hearing that Betty is going down the wrong path, Alice forces her to join the after-school dance show, American Grandstand. Meanwhile, Kevin is forced by Tom to join the Riverdale High basketball team, and Veronica finds herself cut off by her parents. <sighs> they did it again. Yeah. Trauma preps for trauma's sake. I mean, this episode is fine. like the beats are fine, but the thing that I cannot get over about this episode is that they ruined one of my favorite parent relationships, which was Kevin and his dad, Tom, like from the first episode. And we find out that Kevin's dad is the sheriff. We're like, oh, no, dad probably doesn't know. And then it's like, oh, no, dad knows. Dad's totally cool with it. Love it. They've had some of the best parenting moments on the show. Tom Keller, awesome dad in our Riverdale world. And then they did this. And it's like, fuck y'all. I'm so mad. I'm so annoyed. I, I want to temper with two things upon a second observation of this. Mm-hmm. Number one is that they have still left that door open to repair that moment. I'm not saying what happens here is good. And I hate it. I totally hate it. And it's ridiculous the way they did this. But they did not completely shut the door to that. Well, no, they didn't. But it wasn't necessary. And they could have gotten the same beats that they wanted to and left Tom out of it. And Tom could have still been a concerned parent. He still could have been like, yo, my like, I don't know what's going on with my son. Um, He breaks up with his girlfriend and now he's hanging out with this new guy. And I just don't know what's happening. Oh, maybe he needs some more friends. I'm going to push him towards the basketball team. Okay, he goes to the basketball team. And then Julian's the bad guy who he's already established as a horrible person. So if Julian's the one who pushes the whole Twyla twist thing and Kevin thinking, oh, well, I'll just do it this one. I'll just do this to get these guys off my back and then it'll be fine. And then when Tom finds out about it, starts asking questions and is like, I don't know what's going on, but I love you. And whenever you're ready to tell me whatever it is, I'll be here. And just left it at that. Like you could have gotten all the story beats and it we would have been okay. And we wouldn't have ruined a relationship with a parent in the process. I 1000% agree. The other thing, though, mm-hmm. is that it still points around to the grownups here not being exactly what they seem. Well, Archie has the lines later on that solidify what is happening. Yes. So we'll get to that. But just like it's it, this wasn't worth it to get to that. They pushed it so far into the darkness of it. Like they they, they went with the lowest version. And I know they're going to wrap it up and be like, oh, well, you know, because that's how parents really would have been in the 50s. It's like, you know what? But this is a show we're making for the 2020s. So let's be a little more progressive. Also, for fuck's sake, no, they wouldn't. (laughs) Not necessarily. It wouldn't have been, I mean, it wouldn't have been good, but I don't know that it would go this dark. Oh, it absolutely would. It absolutely would have. (sighs) We just didn't need to do it here. No. It wasn't wasn't worth it. Because we know there's the other darkness that lies around. In this show, why did you have to do this? With Tom Keller, the last remaining hot dad of Riverdale. Why? (laughs) Why? Ugh, not acceptable. All right, so we start this episode with Betty is in her bedroom. Hal has brought her a cup of tea. 
she's being yelled at by her mom and we see Archie kind of seeing what's going on from across in his room and then we see Alice making phone calls basically complaining about how awful her daughter is we cut to Penelope on the phone with Alice and you know Cheryl walks in as Penelope's switching to call one of her friends to tell them about it um and so Cheryl just kind of rolls her eyes about it because she's like oh this is clearly ridiculous you know and up uh, the parents are just talking about it Alice also gets on the line with Veronica's parents yeah she goes yeah she's gonna call them well uh, yeah it's that's fun we go to the Andrews kitchen and Frank is talking to Archie about it and he's a little uh, he's like well were what what was what you're doing a little raunchy yes were you caught with your pants down yes but honestly I'd be a little worried if you weren't interested in a ripe voluptuous peach of a girl Ugh. gross Ugh. Gross. again this is the other part that i was like what the fuck are they doing with uncle frank frank is a creep i don't know if i think frank's gonna be a murderer at some point which fine i think they're all gonna be murderers okay. again i really do think the grown-ups here are all gonna go after the kids it's gonna be fucking I mean, weird they actively are like that's yeah. actively what's happening Frank tells Archie, you know, focus on your schoolwork, be concerned with the basketball team, stay away from Betty, and take plenty of cold showers. At least KJ's got the appropriate level of embarrassment about all of this. Yeah, it's just like, oh, shit. But also, like, he gets off scot-free because he's the dude. It's always the way it is. We go back to the Cooper house, and now uh, Betty and Alice are they're polishing silver. Mm -hmm. And Alice is just like, you cannot parade naked in front of boys. And Betty's like, look, we weren't naked and we were in separate houses. So what did you think was going to happen? And she's, and Alice is just not having it. So she's just like, look, you are going to be um, at the grandstand. You're going to be dancing from three to six. You're going to be too exhausted to do anything else. And this is like a wor- a fate worse than death for Betty. Um, she's <laughs> like, only the nerds and squares do that. I was like, you do not want to see me frosted. Don't you dare talk to that redheaded pervert. Love it. Love it. Uh, we cut to Veronica. She is sunbathing indoors. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's got that, like, old-timey reflective shield and a heat lamp on herself. It's and, incredibly Veronica. Oh, very Veronica. Smithers comes in, brings her telegram, and her parents are cutting her off and getting making her get an after-school job at the Babylonian Theater, which Veronica says this is child abuse. Smithers gives her a perfect look. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, really? From your penthouse and your butler? Sure. God God bless you, Smithers. I love it. We cut over to Kevin's room, and he walks in, and he finds his dad, Tom, is looking at his bodybuilding pictorial magazines, and he's a little confused, and, uh, you, you know, you cut your girlfriend loose, you started hanging around with strange boys, and you're reading magazines like this. I don't like much of any of it. Cool. Hate it. Hate it. Like, again, if Tom had just been like, what's going on, kid? Like, like, I just I just want to know. Like, if he was just more confused instead of suspicious, it would have been fine. And also would have been keeping with the time of like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> uh, we cut to Jughead walking down the hallways at school. He gets called into the principal's office. And Dr. Werther's and Principal Featherhead are pissed about his homeroom of horrors. Jughead, you know, explains like, oh, this is my part-time gig and I'm, I'm, you know, really excited about this. 
And they're like, aren't you ashamed to be associated with such reprehensible dreck? And basically, they're like, hey, you have to sign this agreement that you won't have anything to do with this or uh, you're going to be expelled. So Jughead's like, deuce. If one of our students was involved in pornography. Which is like, was not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, he's Jug just calls him to the mat. What are you talking about? We go to a classroom, Betty walks in and Julian whistles at her and they're all like, ooh. And then Archie walks in and all the dudes clap for him. Gross. Not good. Not great. Get to the locker room and Veronica's asking Betty how it went. <laughs> Veronica's asking, you know, hey, I've been getting some conflicting stories. So like, what actually happened? And Betty's like, nothing. Nothing did. Um, we look Veronica, at each other. <laughs> yeah. Veronica says, my favorite words in the English language. You can look, but you can't touch. Uh, and so Betty's complaining about having to be on grandstand, to which Cheryl walks in and gives her uh, the rule book, essentially. Uh, no chewing gum. Dress, cro- dress code is strictly enforced. No kissing. No groin on groin contact. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She takes her job very seriously. As the dance captain. Uh, also, Cheryl, no lipstick. Mm. We go to basketball practice and the guys are are working and then in comes Kevin and Tom. And, you know, we can kind of tell what's, what's happening. Uh, Frank says, okay, Kevin Keller is going to be the newest member of the team. And so, like, while all they're, like, clapping, you're like, okay, cool. Julian says to Archie... Just what we need, a cream puff bulldog. But like, coming from Julian, fine. Julian's a jackass. That's really the thing, you know? Yeah, like that's that's fine. Let him be the villain you've set him up to be. Veronica goes to the Babylonium. It's a vintage movie theater. It's gorgeous. And Clay is an usher there. Come to find out, the place isn't doing so great. So Mr. Lemley, the owner... Can't hire a full staff. It's just a skeleton crew. So Veronica will be doing a lot of things. Because she loves the movie. The movie. Uh, we go to American Grandstand. And okay, Lachlan Monroe is having way too much fun with this. <laughs> like, he is enjoying so much of this. And I am here for it. Because he was fabulous on this show. So I'm glad to have him back for this weird, bizarro season. Um, this is this whole thing is giving me hairspray vibes, just way more like sexual tension as opposed to race relations uh in this storyline. Betty is just standing there until Cheryl kind of sees her being bored and is like, Okay, you cannot be doing this. You can't have a sourpuss when the camera cuts to you. So she tells her, Go dance with Dilton, because he hasn't had a regular partner since Ethel went to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> the um, way Cheryl does this. Mm-hmm. Madeline Petch, so funny. He's having fun. And I like that they mention that it's a good job of mentioning Ethel so we don't forget where she is because you know it's coming back up. Of course it is. We know it is. Betty, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we cut to Archie fixing his bike in the garage and Frank comes in just as you know, like, how are you doing? And Archie's like, you know, what's going on? Like, I, what were y'all, you and Sheriff Keller talking about? And Frank just says, like, oh, he wants Kevin to get more into sports. He could use some better male role models, like regular Joes. And Archie's like, is something wrong with him? To which Frank says, sometimes boys get confused about how they're supposed to act. Don't worry, Archie. I promise Tom, you and me will straighten Kevin out. 
Riverdale. Riverdale. Fuck you, writers. I hate it here. I hate it here. We've been doing okay this season, but bam, Kevin's storyline, it all goes to hell. Great. I got I got nothing bigger to say other than just fuck you, writers. There's no say, reason. I'm going to say fuck you, R.A.S. Like, the self-loathing is just disgusting. It, it's just, it's awful. <gasps> uh, okay, we cut to school. It's outside. School hasn't started yet. And Clay is standing with Kevin. Archie sees them. says like, hey, Kevin, um, what are you doing during lunch? I thought we could hang out and shoot some baskets. So like Archie's trying to do his part to be a friend to Kevin and get him more involved in sports. Okay, cool. Archie here is completely benevolent. He's the whole time. Try- he's just trying to be a good friend. Yeah. All on the up and up. He has no reason to think anything else is going on. And Kevin's like, yeah, sure. And when Archie leaves, he says, you know, hey, catch you later, Clay. Like acknowledging the the, the other friend. And then Kevin and Clay like make faces at each other. <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, don't... again, Archie is big, sweet, dumb Archie. Yeah. Always has been. Always will be. Yeah. You go over to Pep Comics and Jughead's there typing away and Rayberry shows up wanting to get cash instead of a check because he doesn't trust banks. Sounds about right. And he starts asking Jug, like, why are you here? Aren't you supposed to be at school? And Jughead's like, um, I dropped out. And he's like, okay, when's your lunch break? And Jughead's like, whenever I want. So they're going to go to lunch together. Even though it's uh, very awkward. That's a little weird. <laughs> we go back to the gym. And Archie and Kevin are shooting baskets. And Archie just asks Kevin, like, I've known you since kindergarten. Why basketball? And why now? And Kevin's like, it's my dad's idea. He just wants him to be a regular guy, less of an off horse. And Archie's like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) And sweet Archie. It's so sweet. And Kevin's like, you know, guy who likes sports, who does stuff like what you did with Betty, who isn't interested in poetry and drama and music and movie stars. And, and Archie's like, well, I like those things. And he's just like, I'm totally into that stuff, too. And Kevin's like, yeah, but you're normal. And Archie's just not getting it. And he's like, you're totally normal, Kev. And it's very, like the underlying tone there is very sweet. But again, you're just like, oh, you big dumb boy. You big dumb boy. Well, yeah. And Kevin just says, I just want to be like everybody else. And again, none of this would be bad except for the absolute ferocity of how the grown-ups are talking about it. Yeah. Absolutely. If it was just the kids, okay, that's that's something that if it was like, just the if it was just the kids and Tom was just operating and I don't know what's going on with my son, I think he needs help. Maybe he needs more friends. Totally. Yeah, no, bad. No. Totally fair. And then there's, you know, the Frank of it all, which I think Frank's just going to be a jackass no matter what. There's no getting around yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go to Pops and Jughead apologizes to uh, Rayberry again for like stealing his book. And he explains what's going on with school. And uh, <laughs> Rayberry says, you know, this is what is known as a Gordian knot, which is a knot that you can't untie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, like, you shouldn't have to choose between comic books and getting an education. So tell me everything about this Werther's clown, who he is, where he comes from, what's he's about, what he believes. Hey, yo. Hey. We get to the boys' locker room. It's after practice. Julian is celebrating 
this guy Rogers for finally having sex with someone named Jenny Stevens in the back of his dad's Thunderbird, no less. Uh, There's a lot of whistling and hollering. And he says, you know, between Rogers and Andrew's X-rated peep show with Betty Cooper, we might want to rename our team the Horn Dogs, which is a good joke. It's the no. one joke in this entire scene that's okay. The rest of it is disgusting. Yeah, and then he's like, the question is, which one of you fruitcakes is next? Can't be a real man unless you've gone all the way with a woman. We know Fogarty's solid, to which he tells some fuck off, basically. Thank you, Fangs. <laughs> and so he's like, what about you, Keller? And they're all kind of like, well, what, what about you, Julian? And Julian's like, I already crossed into the promised land on my 16th birthday when my dad took me to see Twilight Twist. Uh, she is a sex worker who works out of the cozy time motel behind the school. Uh, and Julian says, you know, spend one night with her. Uh, even an hour, you'll never be the same. To which Kevin's like, okay, just tell me when and where. Archie steps in, put a lid on it. <laughs> yeah, he's he, Archie's trying to shut it down, but he's being completely ignored. Because he's Archie. He's Archie. Uh, we go back to the Babylonium and Veronica is there and she's working and she's you know she's cleaning up stuff with clay and we find out that clay wants to be a filmmaker uh he wants to be the next oscar michaud um who's a black director started the same time as dw griffin and mary pickford and veronica's kind of like you know I, I i hate television but i've always liked movies i don't want to be in front of the screen but maybe near them so show they kind of talk about oh maybe maybe she'll be a, a studio head and then Mr. Mr. Lemley comes in and they're like, okay, when's our rush? And he's like, uh, this is it. And there's nobody there. <laughs> and the problem is television. Television has taken a Dracula size by another business. And then there's that drive-in that just opened up the starlight. That doesn't help. So Veronica's like, well, hey, let's do a commercial. Put it on Riverdale Grandstand and then all the kids will see it. And Mr. Lemley's like, maybe, okay. So then we cut directly to American Grandstand. And Cheryl is doing a commercial for Blossom Maple Syrup. Not just Cheryl, the entire Blossom family. And as she's continuing, then Penelope shows up. And then Julian shows up. Because, uh, remember, it's not just for breakfast anymore. And so then, you know, they all cut. And then I do love that you kind of get to see the whole old school behind the scenes, you know, where they pull the the commercial set out of the way because it was all done live they didn't we uh, reruns were invented by desi arnaz it's just it's just really fun to see that they did a great job and then we go back to dancing and now this boy named troy comes up to betty and it's like hey you know my usual partner's not here uh let's let's go for a spin and she's like okay cool they're dancing and he's like oh is it true what they said about you that you like to watch and Betty's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he grabs her ass and she yells and she's like, get your paws off of me. And she slaps him, to which Ellie starts screaming, to which Alice starts screaming, Betty, you can't do that on live television. To which then we cut to Veronica and Clay at her apartment and they've seen this. And Veronica says, "At a girl. Number one, <laughs> Alice is more upset that this happened in front of the camera. <laughs> yes. Number two, have we seen Troy before? I don't think so. I feel like I saw this guy, but I don't know. Like, every once in a while, these people show up, and I'm like, oh, God, have we seen them before? Yeah, but if they're not named, it's really hard to, like, narrow it down. Well, it's true, for sure. That was the only episode he's been in. All right, never mind. 
we cut to the Cooper house and Alice is just laying into Betty. And Betty's like, for the hundredth time, it wasn't my fault. He got fresh. He grabbed my, and then Alice just interrupts. Like, if he did that, it's because you've created a fast reputation. Fuck you, Alice. <laughs> it is no excuse. Someone else put their hands on you. Fuck off, Always. Riverdale. <laughs> so annoyed. So, like, Betty's like, okay, so, like, let me off of this stupid show. And Alice is like, oh, I'm going to have a little chat with all the young men, and no one is going to dance with you. So, Betty's like, well, then what I'm going to do? She's like, you can sit in the corner and stew like a sourpuss for all I care. And on cue, Lily Reinhardt pouts. Lily is so hilarious this season. Her pouting is so enjoyable. She's pouting. Cammy is embodying comic Veronica. It's so fun. KJ Appa is the greatest Archie of all time. And forget Cole, because we don't care about him that much. Yeah. But everybody else is killing it. Yeah. So we cut to Jughead. He's arrived at Rayberry's house. He's just knock, knock, knocking on the door. Rayberry opens the door. Jughead just walks in and is just like, oh, hey, sir, can I come in? <laughs> He's already fully in. It's a and, very Jughead moment. And then Rayberry's like, sure, as long as you don't swipe anything. And Jughead's like, I don't want to give up writing. My high school diploma be damned. And Bradbury's like, yeah, I agree. Um, you shouldn't have to stop writing. But hey, I have a friend in Hollywood who was blacklisted when McCarthy uh, was ringing an alarm. So write under a pseudonym. Then you can basically have your cake and eat it too. Tell him you're, you're writing, but for like super duck. And then you can just keep doing your horror stories under a different name. No problem. Jughead likes the story. I do want to point out Jughead's hair is falling in his face mm -hmm. in this episode. Very much like it does in our timeline season one. It does. No Crack, cracks. Little, a little echo is starting to happen here as well. Yeah. Which the rest of this timeline, his hair has always been slicked back. Um, so this is the first time it's been that way. Very cool. Uh, we cut to Kevin pacing the gym and Archie's there and Kevin is freaking out. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And Archie's like, just put yourself in her hands and let nature take its course. And Kevin's like, how was your first time? And Archie's just like, I'm a virgin too. And Kevin's like, wow. And you don't have to prove anything. Why? And Archie's just kind of like, I don't know. And Kevin is like, it's funny how the world works, isn't it? Like, it's very defeated and sad. Which we didn't have to do. No, we didn't. We didn't need this at all. We cut to the principal's office. Jughead has now signed uh, the agreement. Werther's and Featherhead are ecstatic about this. Oh, and they're like, oh, wait, we have terms. Because Rayberry's with him. Rayberry's like, oh, no, no, no. He's going to keep writing. Um, but uh, if you continue to harass him... Uh, I'm going to escalate this. And they're like, what? The PTA? And he's like, no, the Supreme <laughs> Court. How about Jones versus the Board of Education? And it's like, especially since you are trying to link pornography to the comic books. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so they're like, um, I, yeah, we don't we don't want that extra publicity. No, that's OK. And so like uh, Dr. Brothers, do you agree? And he's like, yes, for the moment. So, yeah. That's not going away, but whatever. Werther's is going to find out about the pseudonym. We get so much smug jug. Smug jug is great. Love a smug jug. Well, this has been just peachy. So glad to be back. 
Okay. Werther's is clearly in charge of all of these connivings. Yes. He's absolutely pulling all those strings. You know, he's the like, dark force here. He is. He's our big bad, which is fine. Or he's behind whoever will eventually be the big bad. Whatever. He's the one who's convinced the parents that they're, this is an epidemic, which I presume is happening via the PTA, which is our new quote unquote cult. Right. What are all these people connected to the school and parents? Where would they all go? The PTA. So that is our new cult, which I'm fine with. Makes total sense. And well, it also explains the pipeline of Riverdale High School directly to Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Well, also, the interesting thing here is Featherhead gets real threatened yes. when this idea of legal action is brought up. Mm-hmm. Werther's is not. No. That's interesting to me. Um, I suspect... It's because he knows Rayberry isn't who he's cracked up to be. Because this is, I, something's up with Rayberry in part because, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't trust Banks. He's kind of becoming like old man Dreyfus, who's living out in the woods. Oh, I, I, I think there might be something else going on, but hmm. we'll have to get to the end of the episode. Yeah, well, maybe. We cut to Kevin is now meeting with Twyla at the motel. He is nervous. And so they start to dance. Uh, Let Twyla take care of you. uh, I put gross bar vomit ick yuck. Yeah. So this is the same actress who's played Twyla Twist. Remember, Twyla Twist was the leader of the ghoulie gang. Mm -hmm. Again, we're running back all the hits. I just... I, I don't hate this um, reuse of this actress and character. I'm fine with it. It's just for the sake of it being Kevin. Awful. No, everything's bad. <laughs> we hate it here. Uh, we go to Pops and Betty comes in. She's picking up dinner and she runs into Archie. And Archie has some questions. It's like, how was Kevin when y'all were dating? And like, you know, his dad's got in his head that Kevin's funny. Um, you know, an off horse little girly, I guess. And Betty's like, you don't expect me to kiss and tell. And Archie's like, no, no, no. He gets kind of embarrassed and is just like, well, hopefully after tonight, Kevin will straighten out by right. And Betty starts freaking out. What is happening? You have to tell me what's happening tonight, which is great. Betty's going to be a good friend. I love Archie using all these terms that he still does not understand. He he doesn't. He doesn't understand what any of that is. (laughs) Like girly? Maybe I don't know. What is he's like, what are all these people talking about? Absolutely. And then we cut to him bursting in the motel room. Kevin, don't do it. And Kevin is crying. He goes, Oh my god, am I too late? Did something bad happen? The most common book archie thing. It is the best. It is so so fun and twyla's like in her chair in the corner smoking a cigarette like uh the only thing that happened was a whole lot of nothing and basically kevin couldn't do it and archie's like okay let's go he's like i'm i'm just here for my friend and twyla's like oh he's your friend that makes sense twyla knows the score she's been around the block more than once so they leave and we cut to sitting on the, the steps of school and archie and kevin are talking and Kevin's like, why did you come get me? Or she explains, Betty told me what was going on and she blew a gasket. She said, I had to save you from doing something that might scar you for life. Boy, was she frosted. Which I like the use of the word frosted towards Betty, considering Alice said it previously. I did like that. And 
Kevin's just concerned about what are we going to tell the guys. And Archie's like, we're just going to lie to them. We're going to tell them you made it with Twyla and I'll back you up and give you some things to say. Things I've read in magazines or heard my Uncle Frank say. We're going to we're going to get you on the stick and sell it. And Kevin's like, OK, cool. I, I Great. Like, Yay, best friends. Best friends forever. No best friends. Uh, then we have black and white commercial for the Babylonium. Veronica talking about the magic of the movies. I cannot believe they alluded to it. And then they had Veronica do the Nicole Kidman commercial. Basically, yeah. That's what they did. It's pretty funny. I thought they were just going to have her be so movies. And then they literally did it so they could make that joke. I'm totally fine with that. Which is great. It worked great. They showed that commercial to Mr. Lemley. He sees it. He thinks it's great. She's like, okay, great. What are we going to do? And he goes, um, I need to tell you that I'm going to be selling the theater. And she's like, to who? Um, to your parents. She's like, what? Oh, I thought you knew. They're, they're going to turn this place into a parking lot. And Veronica is offended. Veronica is Veronica-ing. Yeah. We get over to Pops. Jug and Rayberry are chatting. Uh, they're celebrating. And Jug had asked Rayberry to be his mentor for real. And he's like, sure. But also, I think I'm going to reread my novel. It's time. Yay. Cool. Uh, we cut to the Pembroke. Veronica's looking at an original Edward Hopper. I bet you're worth a pretty penny. So she's clearly thinking about her options because Veronica is going to Veronica and she's going to scheme. I just. They make up so many fake names. Why did they pick that one to actually use? <laughs> Probably because other people may not know if they did like Edward Hooper. They may not know like, wait, who are you talking about? I know. It's just funny the times that they choose to do it and the times they choose not to. So we cut to Kevin coming home and like our previous scene, we find Tom in his room. But this time... Tom is just sad, and we find out that it was his idea to send Kevin to Twyla, and he thought if it had been a school friend's idea, he'd be more likely to take him up on it, and uh, Kevin's trying to, like, lie to him, be like, oh, you know, and and Tom's like, no, I talked to Twyla right after Archie came and rescued you. She told me what happened, that you couldn't or wouldn't, and that you started to cry, and Kevin just looks like devastated um i hate all this but i will say casey cod is doing an amazing job with these scenes you feel awful for kevin and he does a great job so i hate it i hate it here (sighs) none of it's necessary and it's immensely frustrating we've done seven fucking seasons of this show and you haven't learned a goddamn thing nope 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 we cut over to the Andrews house. It's the next morning. Archie's about to have his breakfast. Frank comes in and tells him that Kevin is off the team. And Archie's like, what? And Frank is just like, poor Tom. I feel for him having a son who's been such a shame to which Archie just gets really sad and he starts to walk off. And Frank's like, what about your breakfast? Oh, I lost my appetite. To which Frank kind of looks at him and is like, hmm. So now I know where they're going to go with this. They're going to think Frank's going to start thinking that Archie is is gay, quote yes. unquote, bent. Oh, that's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely coming. Uh, we cut over to the movie theater, and Veronica has brought her Edward Hopper painting, and she is going to buy the theater. Clay's going to stay on to help, and Lemley's a little like, oh, man, I don't know. 
And Martin goes like, look, don't you want it to go to somebody who loves movies and wants this to stay a movie theater? Blah, blah, blah. The key line, working here rekindled something in me. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. It's another echo. Stuff is coming around. Yep. We get to the music room at school and Betty and Archie are talking. And Archie's worried he made it worse. And Betty's trying to reassure him. Cheryl comes in. It's like, oh, great. You're both here. I'm inviting you to today's taping. And Betty's like, why today? Oh, it's our 50th episode. And they want to see some fresh faces. Toodaloo. <laughs> and then Archie starts a rant. He's just so cross. Yeah. Basically about like our pain. So long as we put on a happy face and smile and dance like train seals, everybody's peachy. And Archie says, all the grownups do is tell us how to think, how we're supposed to act, how to dress, who to date. They're trying to control every second of our lives, and there's not a thing we can do about it. That's the thesis for what's happening in this version of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And Betty gets a Betty smirk and goes, maybe, but maybe not. I just, I always have to come back to it and be like, there's something weird about all of them. Yeah. Something much more sinister. They're not really these grown-ups that we know. Eh. I'm going to be right, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, we go back to Grandstand, and Betty is just sitting there with a smile on her face, and all of our friends are there dancing. Archie, KJ Appa's dancing as Archie is just so fun. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, so he's, he's so into it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> um, Alice sticks her tongue out at Betty. And then we cut to the latest dance craze, the twirl. So all the girls come out and they're twirling. And so Betty gets up and goes, oh, girls, do you want to see what a real twirl looks like? So she starts twirling and she twirls very fast and she is not wearing a crinoline or a slip. So when her dress floats up, you can see her whole pair of underwear, which is bright pink. And everybody is kind of going, ooh, and Alice is mortified and comes and runs in front of Betty's like no 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 stop stop filming cut to commercial cut to commercial we cut to later on an empty sound stage Betty uh tells Alice that she knew what she was doing like she's not she's not out of control she's in complete control and Alice says you're off the show but you broke my heart and she walks away and Betty is very pleased with herself like Betty ain't pissed Betty's fine she's pleased with herself until that last line and then you see as her mom walks off her do the like eye roll Ugh. <laughs> uh we cut on over to the the pembroke and veronica's looking at the dean to the theater and she tells smithers that she wants to send a telegram to her parents mom and dad stop i am now the new owner of the babylonium stop which will never turn into a parking lot stop my best to uncle orson stop smithers gets his smithers smirk mm-hmm. we cut on over to the school uh, we're at the picnic tables out front. Kevin and Clay are talking and Archie comes over. He's like, hey, Kev, hey, Clay, what are you doing for lunch? And Kevin's like, hey, sorry, Archie, no more basketball. And Archie's like, yeah, I heard I was actually going to break bread with you guys. I-, I wanted to talk about like music and plays and movie stars. Why not? And Kevin's like, OK, sure. And Archie's like, yeah, that's boss. Save me a seat in the lounge and walks away and throws up his basketball and catches it, which is very well done. And I love this because Archie doesn't think there's anything wrong with Kevin and what Kevin's interested in, regardless of his sexuality. 
And Archie doesn't want him to be, doesn't want him to feel like there's something wrong because Archie's also interested in this thing. So he's going to go be friends with them. He's going to meet them where they are. And also, this is just pure Archie. We get little, we're getting music stings every time in these moments, by the way. Yes, we are. There are themes "Mm -hmm." that are continuing to run. Mm Mm-hmm. We're about to get another one. Betty walks down the hall at school and everybody's giving her a look like she is hot shit. And she's feeling like hot shit. But the second she gets to the end of the hallway, record scratch. Miss Cooper, might I have a word with you in my office? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Dr. Werther's. So they go to his office. It's like, your mother called me last night. She's very concerned about you and your erratic behavior. And Betty's just like, yes, a teenage girl with a mind and desires of her own. It's all very concerning, isn't it? To which Werther, completely unfazed by her attitude. You're so tortured, Betty. What are we going to do with you? This is where we get the dark Betty theme. One other thing. Mm -hmm. And I completely forgot about this. Remember like the moral justice squad around talking about the killer? No. So way back around the Black Hood times, there was... Nana talking about like this squad of people that were oh the trying six to... the six the six. I feel like that may be coming back around. Maybe they never really like dealt with lo- that. They never really closed that off, which was ridiculous. Maybe it's maybe the same setup. Whatever. I don't know. I, they they might not be smart enough to pull that, but mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, some of this like moral turpitude and a secret society thing going with it i don't know maybe we see jack typing away and you know he's talking about okay well now dr werther shifted his attention from me to betty and then we see uh mr rayberry he's work he's reading his novel he's editing it and then he gets a knock at the door and he opens the door and it's a milkman Evening, sir. Apologies for the late delivery. Riverdale. Riverdale. Uh-oh, the milkman is real. It's the milkman. It yeah. is. Why does he suddenly show up at Rayberry's house? Why does Rayberry look like he knows him? Hmm. Yeah. Also, guaranteed, guaranteed, Werther's is the one sending him. It wouldn't surprise me. Who needs some murdering? Somebody who knows about the dark fabric. Yeah. Someone who's a threat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. The overarching main plot of this episode ties in okay with everything we've done so far, minus the fact that again, seven seasons, I don't know, seven or eight years of this now, right? Uh And you still cannot deal with your gay characters. No. You just simply refuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's unforgivable for them and while we can be having a lot of fun it's really really disgusting it's just to what end what purpose does this serve none just you were doing so well we were so happy with you yeah you I finally mean, got on a roll we were like okay this is weird and we don't love everything but okay also where the fuck is tabitha <sighs> it's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of great questions. Maybe we need to watch the next time on. Maybe we can get the sour taste out of our mouth. All right, let's go check it out.
Yay, Reggie's coming back. <laughs> Finally. Hey, I'm Reggie Mantle. I'm Reggie Mantle. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I love Reggie. I love Charles Milton. I'm excited to see him again. We've got the whole gang coming back together now. So maybe maybe some good time with Reggie will make us all feel a lot happier about things. I look forward to Reggie because Reggie is just a great foil to Archie. Because they're so similar. They're just just different. Like it's like it's his opposite in terms of like Betty and Veronica. And that's how it's always played. And I just love that. So I'm excited for him to to be back. And I think in this world, they're going to have a lot of fun with that dynamic. So, yay. Are they going to go way darker with his relationship with his dad, though? Um, To an unnecessary degree. It's always possible. I hope they don't go too dark. I mean, it was pretty dark before, but I think they handled it really well. I mean, not perfect, but I think they they handled it in a way that worked really well for the character. So I hope they don't go too far with it, but I could see it still being a factor. Well, you know, I, considering what happened in this last episode, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not crossing my fingers. I am I am happy with the plots they are putting together, mm-hmm. leading some breadcrumbs and having fun in this era. Yeah, but. <laughs> Man, y'all are riding a real thin tightrope after this shit. Yeah, not it's not the best. Well, until next time, hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.